gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! Hey, welcome back, everybody. Once again, this is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're set to go against the spread on this week number six of the National Football League season, number seven in college football, if you can believe it. We're past the halfway point in college football for this season, and I just wonder where the time has gone. We're having a lot of fun. Victor, I do know this in the world of college football last week. It was quite a week for college underdogs. It was. One of those was your very nice call, Mark, on Florida State for the college underdog game of the month against Miami. Uh, Of course, we were biting our nails down at the end of that game. A nice Saturday for our uh, King service, 2-0 in college totals. We've gone now three consecutive Saturdays without losing in college football, 7-0 in those last three Saturdays. And I thought we were having a pretty good year, and lo and behold, I checked the Sports Monitor website this morning, and our King Creole service, now number two in college football for the entire season, 11-5 and overall. I know we're only six weeks in, about halfway through the season, but it makes us very, very excited for the second half of this regular season. We also dodged a bullet down here in South Florida in regards to uh, the hurricane, Hurricane Matthew, didn't hurt us too much, and we're pleased with that. But enough of that stuff. You mentioned underdogs in college football, Mark, and it was the best week for underdogs of the season, 35-19 and 19 last week for college football underdogs, 65% across the board. And the high-priced dogs did even better, the double-digit dogs. You know, those are the dogs that when you make your bet, you got to hold your nose a little bit. But those double-digit underdogs went 17-9 and nine against the spread last week in college nice. football. Uh, overall, the best week of the season for taking the points uh, in the colleges. Well, the dogs are barking right now in the world of college football. That's good news. Also, news inside the rankings, the top 25 polls, Victor. I see we see a few new teams that have barged their way, forged their way into the top 25 as well. Right. Uh, a couple of Pac-12 teams dropped from the rankings. That would be Stanford and Colorado with their losses last week. North Carolina also dropped from the rankings. And, of course, we welcome three new teams to the top 25. Auburn with their 4-2 and two record. Navy, who had that huge home underdog outright win. They were getting, what, 16.5 or 17 against Houston and one outright. Good for Navy making the top 25. Uh, And then the team I want to spend a minute on, this is one of my uh, best two-kept secrets in college football, and that's the Western Michigan Broncos of the MAC Conference. You know, since P.J. Fleck has taken over that team, they have dominated that conference. Western Michigan in the last uh, three seasons now has gone 22-9 and straight up. They've gone 20-8 and against the spread. They already have two road wins against Big Ten teams this year. They're, uh, again, one of the best-kept secrets. And welcome to the top 25 to the Broncos. The other team I wanted to mention is one of my best-kept secrets, Mark, is a team that's not quite in the top 25. But they're getting close, and uh, it's another one of these under-the-radar teams specifically because it comes from the Pac-12 conference, 
And uh, us East Coast folks here, we don't see a heck of a lot of the Pac-12 games, considering they're usually on fairly late on Saturday night. But if I asked you, there was a team in college football in the Pac-12 conference that's gone 14-2 and against the spread since the start of the 2015 season. In the old days, you may have suggested maybe Stanford or Oregon and USC. But who do you think that team is in college football, Mark? Well, I'm going to guess the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, if How? if they're not, in fact, already acknowledged as being a surprise football team, but I know they're on a roll. Is that a correct guess or not? That's a great guess, considering this is that topsy-turvy year in the Pac-12 conference where up is down and down is up these days. How about the <laughs> Washington State Cougars? 14-2 and ATS since the start of the 2015 season. Six outright underdog wins. 4-0 against the spread this season. The weird thing is this, one of their only losses was to Eastern Washington. But 14-2 and ATS. Everybody in the Pac-12 seems to take a loss to Eastern Washington every year. They're a really good football team. <laughs> so I don't think there was any injustice in that loss as far as Mike Leach was concerned. He's got his football team, as you say, playing at a real high level right now. They're going to host UCLA this weekend. That'll be a real step-up game, the true test, the litmus test, if you will, for Washington State when UCLA comes in there. Bruins off a tough loss. Homecoming for Washington State, that's a little bit of a hurdle we don't like in college football. So if they can overcome all that, they'll forge their way into the top 25, I'm sure, and be a legitimate contending team inside the Pac-12 conference. We're talking about college football here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. And just a quick recap, Victor, before I take it over to the National Football League side of things, is what I do inside the stats out of our midweek alert weekly football newsletter, a recap of last year and what happened. We talked about underdogs. You said 35 and 19 last week. That was because 19 straight up underdog winners won their football games. 19 dogs won the whole game straight up on the football field. 12 games last week saw inside out phony stat winners, teams that won the games but lost the stats. Six of those won the games and lost the stats by double-digit margins. Those are almost always really good play-against material the following week as they're on a high off a phony victory. Two games in college football, by the way, went to overtime last week. Over to the National Football League side of things this week, and staying in that same theme, a recap of last week, the National Football League saw five straight-up underdog winners last week in five games where the games were won in phony inside-out fashion winning the game, losing the stats, two of those by double-digit yardage marks in those football games. And, Victor, we were talking also about, last week we've been talking about the show, about how good division dogs have been faring in the National Football League. What's the update on division dogs this season? You know, we both touched on this team last week on the show, and uh, thankfully they lost, but they did bring home the bacon. That would be the San Diego Chargers who, as you mentioned, was one of those inside-out games. They lost the game on the scoreboard to the Raiders by three points. They were getting three-and-a-half in the game. They outstanded the Raiders 423-389, to and it was one of those uh, division dogs that uh, both of us liked a lot. I know you mentioned them in both newsletters, the Midweek Alert, the Playbook newsletter. I think I touched on them on the back end of the show, and, in fact, uh, we were also on the over in that game against the Raiders a very nice uh, over final score, 34-31. But I digress. We're talking about the division road dogs. Uh, of course, we've touched on in each of the last few weeks since the start of the 2015 season. That's last year. These NFL division road underdogs have been 
very profitable. 51 and 27 on the blind. That's across the board. 65% for just any division team taking points on the road. They've already gone 11 and 5 against the spread uh, this season. There were two of those such dogs last week. I just touched on the Chargers. The other one was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, an outright underdog winner on Monday night against Carolina. The absolute best position for these teams within that 51-27 and 27 ATS mark has been when these teams have gone 18-3-1, and one, and uh, that's pretty solid, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of, what, 85-86% when playing off a straight-up and ATS win. So uh, we're going to be looking for someone or a team or two that possibly qualifies in that situation this week. But we do have a couple of uh, division road underdogs playing this week. I'm sure we'll touch on one or two of those later in the show. It's been a good, good uh, run here since the start of the 2015 season. I don't know what point things will start evening out. But uh, as long as they're hot, and as I mentioned, they have gone 11-5 and against the spread this season, we'll keep looking to take the points on the road in NFL division games. Recapping the National Football League season to date, a little bit of an overview with Victor King from King Creole Sports. And just a quick commentary note here, Victor. As you know, I write a column each week in the USA Today Sports Weekly. I cover the National Football League from a betting perspective inside that publication. And uh, the guys over there do a great job of uh, doing reporting and digging in for stats and facts. And this week, uh, talking about what they found, what I read here is that uh, if you're looking at teams that may be ready to make a move or take a step backwards in the National Football League season this week, uh, they report that the Kansas City Chiefs over the next three weeks are going to take on the league's three worst defenses in Oakland, New Orleans, and the Colts. Coming off a bye week where Andy Reid is especially strong, you can look for Kansas City to perhaps be one of these teams that make a mm-hmm. huge step forward in the National Football League. On the flip side, uh, going the opposite way, the red-hot Philadelphia Eagles, they tasted their first defeat of the season last week. They got nipped at the very end of that football game. But we're going to see how they fare because they've got, in the next four weeks, they're going to take on three Division teams all on the road, along with the Minnesota Vikings, inside that four-game trek for Philadelphia. So, if the Eagles come away at least two and two, three and one in this in this next four football games, they you can stamp them as being for real. If they go one and three, you can perhaps contribute it to a really salty schedule that they're going up against. But keep an eye on the Eagles to have, perhaps go backwards, the Kansas City Chiefs to make that yeah. step forward. And one other thing here, Victor, I'm going to throw in here a good friend of ours, Steve Crab, that also knows the Texas Tornado. He sends us a lot of great information. Yes, he does. And and one thing that he's been sending to us, and uh, I think it's noteworthy enough, and I love what he's what, what he sent over here. In fact, we're going to incorporate it as a weekly segment on the show beginning this week. I touched on it in the newsletter this week as well, and it's a feature that he labeled as the NFL's most embarrassed team. That's the most red-faced football team playing this week in the National Football League. You can almost always expect a better effort from them as opposed to what happened the previous game, largely because they're red-faced embarrassed. And that team would have to be, and I think he's 100% on the money on this, the Kansas City Chiefs this mm-hmm. week. And we say that because you know, they were embarrassed. They lost 43-14 to to Pittsburgh in their previous game. And that was prior to their bye week. And that's the key in this contest here. They're coming off the bye week, of which Andy Reid is so famously successful in doing in his National Football League career. 
Uh, and you're taking on an Oakland Raiders football team this week that inside the stats in the midweek alert, you take a look, the Raiders are 0-5 in the stats. Here's a football team that is winning football games. They have four victories, but outstanding all five games, and they've allowed season-high yards in all five games. You wrap it all up. I think week five start this play in the football newsletter for a lot of these reasons here this particular week, and we're going to stamp them. Kansas City, our most embarrassed team on the National Football League card this week. I like this take, Victor. What's your thought on that? Excellent. And again, we thank Steve. He does uh, submit some really interesting uh, tidbits and emails to us. And uh, if you want to talk about embarrassed teams, the Chiefs are definitely number one on the list. How about uh, reversing things for a second here, Mark? How about an NFL team that's high on the hog? If I told you that over the last 24 months, an NFL team has gone 27-5 and against the spread, You'd be freaking out, basically. Since the start of last season, this team has gone 19-3 and against the spread. And in fact, over their last 10 games, dating back to last season, this team has gone a perfect 10-0 and against the spread. Mark, who is that team? I would be embarrassed if I didn't give you the answer, Victor. That has to be the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. And a great under team to boot. They've gone 9-21-2 and two under the total in that same time span. And this is a team without a starting quarterback, without a starting running back. But uh, things are coming up roses there for Minnesota uh, and, and uh, Zimmer, their head coach. For sure. I mean, it, like you say, the worst rushing attack in the National Football League. Uh, it's all because their defense is now asserting itself as arguably the best defense. They're more Denver. Take your choice. And they look like they may be Super Bowl bound with these defenses. But Mike Zimmer, hands down the best coach in the National Football League when it comes to cashing tickets. We went against him last week with the Houston Texans in our late phone service. And it was really kind of tough to do knowing what we were going up against going into that football game. And lo and behold, again, what does Minnesota do? They hold Houston to a season-low yardage mark defensively, and they cashed another ticket. So all good points brought up here by Victor on the show this week, and we hope you've enjoyed our little overview of what's happening in the National Football League this week. Don't you go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to tear down our college football game of the week. We've got a dandy inside the Big Ten Conference, the Big Ten Conference, which features four teams inside the top ten this week. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Attention sports fans, it's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sports book online. This is why Mark Lawrence only endorses mybookie.ag. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need guaranteed that's my bookie.a as an apple and g as in games tell them mark lawrence sent you only the biggest only the best only at mybookie.ag sign up today attention all serious football fans if you follow the best football newsletters in the nation now you can get them all at the all-new playbook newsletter superstore one visit allows you to download the best publications in the nation including the gold sheet Victor King's NFL Totals Tip Sheet, PointWise, Sports Reporter, The Playbook, Power Sweep, The Logical Approach, The Green Sheet, and The Gridiron Gold Sheet. 
Check it out now at PlaybookSuperstore.com or download your weekly newsletters on the all-new Playbook Cube. That's every major football newsletter on the market today. Now available at PlaybookSuperstore.com. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Lawrence along with Victor King. We're going against the spread on this week's College and Pro Football Card. And it's time once again for our College Football Game of the Week. And we've got a beauty inside the Big Ten Conference in a matchup of two top ten ranked football teams when the Ohio State Buckeyes travel to Madison to take on the Badgers in Wisconsin. Victor, you're taking this big battle in the Big Ten. Buckeyes favored by double digits in the game now. The over-under line opened at 48. It's down to 44. It's already come down four significant points. I played a little bit on the under at the line of 46, and I still think there's a little bit of value, a little bit of meat on the bone at 44. Of course, the last time we saw these two teams play, Mark, it was that uh, all-timer of a win for Ohio State, that 59-0 beatdown in the 2014 Big Ten Championship uh, it's a low over-under line for a Big Ten game. Absolutely. The last seven meetings in this series have gone 2-4-1. and one. That's two overs, four unders, one tie. Of a more interesting note is the fact that in the last seven meetings played in Wisconsin, there has yet to be a game go over the total. Zero overs, six unders, one tie. Last seven when playing in Wisconsin. The Buckeyes, two and three over under on the season. They're picking up right where they left off last year, playing great defensive numbers. They've now gone six and 12 over under since the start of last season. Wisconsin's been doing it with defense all seasons long this year, going one and four over under. The average over under line in Wisconsin games has been 45 and a half, average score 38.2. So the average Badgers game has gone under the total by more than a full touchdown, minus 7.3 points per game. And, heck, it's all about defense, that is for sure. Granted, the Buckeyes with a very soft schedule, so we got to put a little asterisk next to the Ohio State offensive numbers. They are number five in the country, 537 yards per game, number three in scoring offense, 53.2 points per game. This is their first real test of the season. Meanwhile, Wisconsin, a number 105 offense on the season, number 88 in scoring offense. Again, this is all about defense. Buckeyes, number four overall defense, number two in scoring defense. They're only allowing 10.8 points per game. Wisconsin, number four scoring defense. They are allowing only 12.2 points per game. The numbers, the stats, they point to a low-scoring game. The initial line move from 48 to 44 also kind of points out that uh, the Sharps, the people that generate that first initial line move, agree with the defensive game. And, yeah, I know that JT Bear can spread the ball around a little bit and get the hands in the playmakers, but the Badger defense, very, very masterful at keeping yards after contact to a bare minimum. Of course, they're, they're playing with rest. I think the two weeks off will do the Wisconsin team wonders. It was pretty much a beaten-up, battered team coming off that dogfight against uh, Michigan, their most recent game. What was the final score? 14-7, to I do believe. So I think with all things considered, even with a low over-under line, uh, Ohio State knows that you can beat Wisconsin with the deep ball, but they don't have a deep ball. they got that running quarterback. And the Badgers have to hold tough on defense, take advantage of every opportunity they have on offense, feed off of the ground, 
in what needs to be for them an ugly dogfight uh, kind of a battle. And that's what I see this game ending somewhere around a three-point game. It might be the Buckeyes winning by three. It might be Wisconsin winning by three. But somewhere around 20 to 17, your final score in this game. And I think the under is still worth a play, Mark. Victor likes the under or leans to the under, some, perhaps looking for a little bit more value. But that great stat with the last seven games in the series in Madison, none of those having gone over the total. He'll lean under the total for his side in the football game. Buckeyes have dominated Wisconsin of late in the series, going 6-1-1 one, one to the spread the last seven games. You take a look here at the Ohio State Number sixth-ranked offense, number four-ranked defense. They're winning their games by an average of 291 yards a game in the stats. And digging deeper inside the stats, Ohio's dominating on the ground where they are net yards per rush. That's how many yards they gain offensively as opposed to how many they allow defensively. The net yards per rush for Ohio State is 3.6 on the season. That's a whopping number. The Buckeyes are controlling football games at the line of scrimmage and thus dictating the style, flow, and final score of their football games. They've, in fact, held all five opponents the Buckeyes have to either season-low or second-low yardage marks this season. Not a lot of holes to shoot at Ohio State here, other than the fact that, as Victor said, they've taken on a relatively weak schedule thus far this season. The Badgers of Wisconsin playing the third of three brutal games in a row, coming off of Michigan, Michigan State, and now Ohio State. Thankfully for them, they do have a week of rest to get ready for this football game, and they've played well. They've benefited with weeks of rest before in the past. The Badgers 8-1 and one to the spread the last nine times they played with rest. In fact, if you look up and down at their schedule this year, their only loss this year was to Michigan. They do bring the eighth-ranked defense, Wisconsin does, into this contest. And inside the numbers, the trends, they fared really well as home dogs, gone 17-7 and to the spread the last 24 times they've taken points at home, including a perfect 9-0 as home dogs of six or more points. The final deciding factor for me in this contest, aside from a good quality defensive home dog, is the fact that Ohio State comes in here as one of our fabled 5-0 and fat cats. We outlined that in our smart box in the Playbook Football Newsletter last week, basically saying that 5-0 and college football teams are horrible plays when they lay points looking to win game number six in a row to start the football season here. It happened to the Houston Cougars when they were derailed last week by Navy. And I look for Ohio State to struggle in this 5-0 and fat cat roll again this week. I'll play Wisconsin plus the points in this side in the football game along with Victor for my side in the contest. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. When Victor and I come back, we're going to tear down our National Football League game of the week. We've got a beauty inside the NFC conference. We'll also hop out to Las Vegas and get the Vegas vibe from Andy Isco. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. There is only one football newsletter on the market today, documented number one win percentage, and it's the Playbook Football Newsletter. Playbook has the top win percentage of all football newsletters in the nation, according to the Phil Steele Power Sweep Newsletter Contest. Only Playbook has best bets, wise guys contest picks, awesome angles, and incredible stats, plus complete analysis write-up on every college and NFL game, along with Victor King's NFL Over Under Trends, and Mark Lawrence's weekly Bet You Didn't Know column, as seen in the USA Today Sports Weekly. Get your weekly Playbook football newsletter online at playbook.com and get every edge imaginable this football season. 
That's the weekly Playbook Football newsletter, available now at playbook.com. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at MyBookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join MyBookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to MyBookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at MyBookie.ag. Sign up today. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we go against the spread on this week's college and pro football card. It's time once again for our National Football League game of the week. We're going to hop over to the National Football Conference and take a look when the Seattle Seahawks play host to the red-hot high-flying Atlanta Falcons. Victor, your take on this key NFC showdown between the Falcons and the Seahawks. You know, it looks like it's going to be an under-under week uh, for me this week on the uh, podcast with the uh, under opinion, of course, in the Big Ten battle, Ohio State versus Wisconsin. And I'll also be going under in this game as well. I grabbed a piece of the under at the opening line of 46. It's already come down a half point as we record the podcast here on Wednesday morning. It's down to 45 and a half, still value on the Falcons and Seahawks under the total. I know we'll be going against some uh, series trends and series histories. Uh, as an example, this Falcon Seahawks series has gone four and one to the over last five meetings with an impressive average of 59.2 points per game. But but it's an NFC AFC game. You know, series history patterns and tendencies really have no significance unless you're talking a division game in which each team is playing the division opponent twice per season, or maybe even a conference game where they play once a year. But heck, AFC, NFC games, you're playing a, a, a team, what, once every four seasons? So those series history patterns don't have the significance that a division series history would. And uh, what I like for the fact in this particular game that so far in this season alone in the NFL, NFC versus AFC games have gone a perfect 0-7 over-under when the NFC team is at home, like the Seahawks are, and the over-under line is in the range of 42 to 48 points, and this game certainly is in that range. And also this season, NFL games between two opponents who are 750 or greater on the season in terms of one loss percentage have also gone one and seven over under. So uh, this season alone, winning teams, 750 or higher, one over, seven unders. Of course, the Seahawks are off their bye week in this one. In the last two seasons in the NFL, these numbers have gone one and nine over under non-division home teams playing off their bye week when the over under line is less than 47 points. That does apply to Seattle this week. And heck, I do realize that they've actually gone over in each of their last two games. And in fact, those last two games have been back to back double digit wins to boot. This has gone one and eight over under since 2003 non-division home favorites of a touchdown or less like Seattle off back-to-back double-digit wins that both went over the total. 
Of course, we got the fact that the Hot Falcons, they're playing out of their minds. They're not, they're off not one, not two, but actually three underdog wins in a row against Denver, against Carolina, and against New Orleans. And NFL road underdogs have greater than a field goal off three or more underdog wins in a row. It doesn't happen very often, but it's gone 0 and 8 over under since the 2005 season. I think we got some value here. Of course, when Atlanta faced a very good defense in Denver last week, that game also went under the total. I see the same thing happening this week up in the Pacific Northwest, Mark. That's why we'll be going under the 45 and a half in the Atlanta Seattle game. Victor's under total in the Atlanta-Seattle game with a lot of good reasoning behind this total in this football game. And, Victor, I'm going to up you one in this game here. You mentioned how hot the Atlanta Falcons have been on three straight-up underdog wins in a row. Let's make it four straight-up underdog wins in a row. It all started when they upset Oakland. They were getting four points in that football game. So it's now four straight upset underdog wins in a row by the Atlanta Falcons, who have really kicked it in gear, much like they did last year. When they started out the football season under Dan Quinn, they won their first five football games right. in a row. The question here is now, will they sustain or will they revert back to their old ways when the bottom fell out after they went 5-0 and to start the football season? The key thing in this contest, in their mind, I think, at least psychologically, is the fact that their last two wins have been against last year's Super Bowl participants take Mm -hmm. a look they knocked down denver the super bowl champion last week they beat carolina their opponent in the super bowl last year and who are they playing this week the super bowl 49 and 48 finalists the seattle seahawks so they're looking (laughs) to complete what we would call a super bowl hat trick this particular week if you will for the atlanta falcons who held by the way denver that their season low 267 yards last week some of that might have been largely because of Paxton Lynch at the quarterback position as opposed to Trevor Simeon. But nonetheless, 267 yards is 267 yards. Take a look at the Seattle Seahawks. They come in here. They've won the last three games to the spread in this series here. They've also held two opponents to season low yards. They're doing what they do their same way, playing defense first and foremost, two season low yards defensively for the Seattle Seahawks football team this year. They struggled the last five games, however, against teams out of the AFC South, winning the money on only one of those five football games. They are playing with the benefit of rest, but rest has turned to rust as far as Pete Carroll has been concerned with the football team here. He's just 4-8 and eight to the spread when he's been favored in games with rest, and 0-5 oh to the spread in those same games when he's been favored by six or more points. What gets me to the Atlanta Falcons, aside from their hot hand here, their obviously hot hand with these four straight-up underdog wins in a row, is the fact you'll take a look back since Dan Quinn has been named the head coach of this football team last year. The underdog in Atlanta Falcon football games is 18-3 and three against the spread. That's a pretty powerful number to be giving a team a touchdown in a football game that's playing as well as anybody in the National Football League right now. And with that, I'll grab the points with the Atlanta Falcons against Seattle for my side in this football game. On Sunday, you're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And it's time once again for one of our favorite segments on the show. We're going to hop out to Las Vegas and check the Vegas vibe to find out what's going on in Vegas this weekend. Andy Isco joins us from TheLogicalApproach.com. Andy, how's everything going for you in Vegas these days? Everything's going very well, Mark. It's a beautiful time of the year. We've got the four major sports in action uh, this month in the month of October. Uh, with the baseball playoffs and the starts of basketball and hockey, but still nothing beats the uh, 
college and pro football seasons. And of course, we're almost at the midpoint in the colleges and we've uh, passed the quarter point in the NFL. And we start now getting to the point where we've got meaningful statistics that we can use in handicapping both sports. Yeah, I love it, Andy, this time of the year. We can start tearing those stats down. We go inside these numbers and find out exactly what some of these football teams are about. Are they real? Are they phony? How are they winning football games? How are they losing football games? And now we've got some, like you say, some. we got four or five games in, in, in hand of the National Football League with every team here to do just that college football now coming to the second half point of the football season. So it's really a good time to be handicapping these games. And as far as handicapping the games go, Andy, how have the contestants in the Superbook contest fared? I know in our conversations to start the season here, it's been a rocky start. What happened last week in the contest? Well, after a pair of 0-5s and 1-4 and and for the consensus in weeks 2, 3, and 4, which I don't know if that 1-14 mark will ever be replicated, uh, week 5 was uh, much better uh, in many respects. 3-2 and two for the consensus. Oddly enough, or maybe ironically enough, the two losing selections were the top two consensus plays, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but after that, the other three consensus plays, the Minnesota Vikings, and the uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, New York Giants, uh, they were all consensus winners. In that Giants-Packers contest, the line was 7.5 in the contest, even though almost universally the game closed 7 and resulted in a push. So those who took the points with the Giants, that was not a meaningless touchdown at the end of the football game. For the season, the consensus plays are now up to 7-18. and 18. Overall, the contestants are 35-41. and 41. Uh, with one game uh, being evenly split between the two sides. And again, if you took the top five underdogs, you did have a losing week this past week, two and three. But for the season, uh, 14 and 12 playing the top five underdogs. Uh, There was a tie in uh, one of the earlier weeks for the fifth most popular underdog. So there were six that week. As far as the overall contest goes, uh, the one leader is now at 21 and four. That's 88% winners through five weeks. Three contestants are at 20 and five, just a game behind. Two more at 19 and six. And then we start getting a crowded pack. 18 and seven, 14 contestants. And of course, they pay the top 50 places in the contest. So those last several places, the last uh, half of the field, two thirds of the paying places, for example, 36 contestants at 17 and eight. So the top of the contest is performing extraordinarily well. The contestants overall had a better week than they've had in the past, but still uh, struggling to uh, get back to that 500 mark overall for the contest. Sounds like things are beginning to get back to the norm inside the Westgate Superbook contest here right now after this really, really slow start in the football season. 21-4 and four for the leader. Quite a nice accomplishment, to say the least. We're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Andy publishes one of the best statistical newsletters you'll ever lay your eyes on. I encourage you to log on to his website at TheLogicalApproach.com. Download a copy of this week's newsletter and put yourself in position to enjoy another solid winning week with Andy in his Logical Approach newsletter. Andy, talking about the Superbook contest, we like to do, we'd really look forward to evaluating these numbers that were sent out a week in advance from the Superbook contest, the week number six number. So a few moves that are a little bit, uh, maybe some gaps in between, if you will. Overview some of that, if you would, with our listeners out there to find out where value or line moves seem to occur from last week to this week. Yeah, they're about uh, half the field. Actually, about seven of the games showed the interesting line moves. Uh, the first being the game between Cincinnati and 
and New England, and of course Cincinnati down 28 nothing in a 28-14 ultimate loss to Dallas last week. New England took care of business with Tom Brady, extremely impressive in his return with a 20-point win at Cleveland. Last week, the uh, game was listed at New England as a 7-point home favorite against the Bengals. As a result of those two games just noted, the line went back up at 7.5 Sunday afternoon and was bet up to 8.5, so a big move on the New England Patriots uh, from uh, more than a touchdown. Pittsburgh Miami, another interesting game because Miami upset at home in a poor effort against the Tennessee Titans and Pittsburgh dominating for certainly the second half of their game against the uh, New York Jets. This line was actually Pittsburgh just a four and a half point favorite a week ago in their contest at Miami. When the new numbers came up Sunday afternoon, Pittsburgh installed as a seven point road favorite, bet up quickly to seven and a half. Uh, Speaking of those Tennessee Titans and the aforementioned Cleveland Browns, last week Tennessee was a a five-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Cleveland Browns, sort of in that no-man's land, which suggests that depending upon the results, that line would either move down towards four or up towards six. Turns out that Tennessee came back on the board as a a six-and-a-half-point home favorite over Cleveland following that win at Miami bet up to seven. Perhaps one of the more intriguing moves of the entire season was in the Philadelphia-Washington contest where the Redskins and Eagles opened as a pick'em game being played at Washington between these two NFC East division rivals uh, following uh, Philadelphia uh, last week coming back and rallying late but still falling at Detroit and Washington winning a third straight game with that uh, unusual win at Baltimore. Washington actually opened as a one-point home favorite, so a very slight adjustment But the public has come in. Maybe it's been the wise guys as well. And we saw a significant move across zero to the point where Philadelphia is now a two and a half point road favorite. Don't know if it'll get up to three, but certainly I would think there would be some buyback if that line got up to three after opening Washington at one. Oakland and Kansas City. Oakland uh, with a yet another exciting win. We're one-and-a-half-point favorites uh, prior to uh, last week. They're going to host Kansas City off of their bye week. When the line came up Sunday evening, Oakland, a one-point home favorite, and yet that game in most places has been bet down to pick. So despite the fact that Oakland is 4-1, and one, the money is coming in on Kansas City. Green Bay. Six-and-a-half-point favorites last week before their game against the Giants. Dallas, as I mentioned, impressive in their win over uh, Cincinnati. Dallas at Green Bay this Sunday afternoon. When that line came back up, there was a two-point adjustment as Green Bay opened just a a four-and-a-half-point home favorite, bet down to four. And finally, the Monday night game... I mentioned because of the fact that it crossed over a key number. Arizona hosting the New York Jets. The question, the status of Carson Palmer, somewhat uh, questionable last week. Uh, This was, of course, before the Thursday night game came up, and we expected he wouldn't play. He didn't play. He has been cleared. It was expected that he would be cleared for this game. So after Arizona had been a a six-and-a-half-point home favorite last week following uh, the Jets' uh, poor performance in Pittsburgh, Arizona opened as a seven and a half point, totally bypassing that key number of seven. Quick line review from Andy Isco, the major moves that have happened in Las Vegas from the week six sendouts from Jay Cornegay at the Westgate Superbook Contest. There are quite a few moves, as Andy described in detail, on this National Football League card. Victor, I know you've got a question that you want to run by Andy on the show this week as well. I certainly do. Before I do, you know, we record the podcast on Wednesday morning, Eastern Time, all around 10.30 a.m., maybe 11 a.m. That means local time for Andy, it's more like 7.30 a.m. his time, 8 a.m. his time. And despite all that, I just love Andy's energy this season. He brings it. Uh, He's definitely uh, uh, in the big leagues, 
And despite the fact that it's so early out there in Vegas, I could, again, as I mentioned every week, I could listen to Andy talk all day long. Andy, let me switch sports for a second here. You know, Mark and I, we're, we're both Northeastern Ohio natives. We're both from Cleveland. We will always be Cleveland sports fans. And uh, this has been a great year for us. We're still riding high. We're still on cloud nine with the you know championship for the Cleveland Cavaliers over the Golden State Warriors. And guess what? Our Cleveland Indians are right in the thick of things. They just disposed of Boston in three games in the Major League Baseball playoffs. We've got an ALCS coming up this Friday, Andy. Game one against Toronto. If I'm a Cleveland uh, better, and I'm going to be, am I going to be laying money in the ALCS against Toronto, or will I be getting some underdog money on the Indians? You know, I've I've been trying to I've not able to get out and find a price on that series yet. I'm going to expect it to be a very close to a pick'em series. Cleveland having the home field advantage right. for the best of seven. Uh, Toronto arguably the better team overall. In fact, I'll say that perhaps if you take a look at the top five sporting events of the year, top five surprises, the fact that Cleveland, not that they beat Boston, but that they swept them in three games will be in that Mm -hmm. top five when we look back at 2016. I actually made a play on Cleveland back in the middle of the summer to both win the American League pennant and to win the World Series. I like their starting rotation, but... With the uh, absence of uh, uh, Danny Salazar, Carlos Carrasco, uh, that test became very, very uh, difficult. So I can understand why Toronto may actually come the slight favorite in this series. And uh, that may uh, uh, prevent me from doing much of a hedge against my position for Cleveland. I, you know, Terry Francona has been an amazing manager going back to ending the curse with the uh, Red Sox a little over a decade ago. And, of course, following that up with another world championship and leaving a team in place for the Red Sox to win a third straight title. Uh, I think there might be some uh, poetic justice if we see Cleveland and the Chicago Cubs in this year's yeah. World Series uh, with the game going to the ninth inning and two former Yankees from this year, Araldus Chapman and Andrew <laughs> Miller, matching wits on the mound in game seven. Well, that's a great analogy. Uh, those two closers matching up against each other, although Miller has been really instrumental in Cleveland's approach to the baseball games. Uh, Francona has done a great job with him to take uh, advantage of the situation with the loss of Carrasco, as you mentioned, and Salazar in the series. But uh, that's Andy's take on the series. I agree with you, Andy. I think this series is going to probably be real close to a pick as well. And uh, as you know, Victor and I, where our hearts will be in that baseball series as well. We're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. And Andy, a great job on the show once again this week. Before I let you go, you've been on a nice winning run here with your complimentary plays on the show. If you would, your complimentary pick for our listeners this week. Yeah, unfortunately, we came up a bit short with the uh, Chicago Bears last week as uh, they were in position to not just cover but win that game at Indianapolis. So I'm going to go with a little bit of a better quality football team this week. You know, when the football schedule comes out every year in late April, I always take a look at this right now to see Andy Reid's teams when they when uh, his team is going to have a bye. And, of course, he's coaching Kansas City, yep. and Kansas City off the bye. Andy Reid has been perhaps the best coach all time, having his team prepared coming off of a bye. This week they go out to Oakland to take on the division rival Raiders. And, of course, if you recall, before the bye week, Kansas City was humiliated uh, a 43-14 in that Sunday night loss to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, with Kansas City, 
the Chiefs and Andy Reid five and one straight up against the Oakland Raiders since becoming the coach at uh, uh, the Chiefs. It's a good situation for Kansas City, a team that has fared well against Oakland over the years. I'm going to look for Kansas City in a game that I talked about a little earlier when I noted that the Raiders were one point favorites at the open. The game is now Pickham. I would imagine it probably closes right around Pickham. I'm going to look for Kansas City to go in, erase that uh, bitter taste that they've lived with for two weeks for that effort in Pittsburgh. I'm going to look for Kansas City to go in, be very well prepared. And People talk about playing from behind and how they're not built to play from behind because of Alex Smith, the game manager. I'll go back to game one of the season when they were down at home to uh, San Diego, 24-3 and 27-10. to They were able to pass the football when they needed to do. Oakland been involved in five games this year, all decided by seven points or less, including a pair of one-point decisions. I'm going to look for Kansas City to go in there and get the straight-up win, probably by, well, let's keep it at a seven-point or less. Four to seven point win for Kansas City. Andy Isco on the Kansas City Chiefs this week. He agrees with our most embarrassed team of the week play, the Kansas City Chiefs, to bounce back off that red face loss against Pittsburgh with that extra week of rest for Andy Reid benefiting the team as well. Andy, once again, great job on the show this week. I'm going to wish you the best of luck with the Chiefs and everything you do this weekend. And we'll look forward to talking with you next week here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. Victor, Mark, have great weekends, and I'll look forward to next week. Thank you very much, Andy. That was Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Don't go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to put the final wraps on this show. I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week, along with my complimentary play in Victor's as well, when we're back with the final segment here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. The all-new Playbook Cube is hands down the easiest to use sports information app on the market today. Whether it's lines, scores, streaming alerts, newsletter downloads, injuries, or betting tools, the Playbook Cube has it all. To download your Playbook Cube free of charge, simply visit the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Amazon Store. Find out for yourself why the Playbook app received a five-star rating. Only on the Playbook Cube will you find sports pages covering every NFL and college football team, college and NFL coaches and NFL starting quarterback spread records, power ratings, football newsletters, and much more. That's the Playbook Cube, C-U-B-E. It's where day trading meets sports gaming. Get your cube today and start winning tonight. Hey, sports fans. Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at MyBookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome angle of the week. Okay, guys, let's get to it. This is our awesome angle of the week in college football this week. We call it menage a trois. 
And what we're looking to do in college football this week is to play on any 3-3 three and three college football favorite in Game 7 who started the season with three straight wins and they're off three straight losses. These college football menage a trois teams have gone 17-4 and four against the spread in this particular role. Game number seven off three straight losses with a three and three record. Our play this week will be on Georgia Tech. That's Georgia Tech when they play Georgia Southern this week for our awesome angle play on the football show this week. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to Victor King for his complimentary play on the football show. And Victor, if you would, let our listeners know what you've got on tap at the Red Hot King Creole Sports this weekend. Sure thing, Mark. I touched on it at the beginning of the show, and it's uh, been a totalific time of the season uh, for us. Our college football totals plays. We're currently ranked number two with the Sports Monitor, a 2-0 Saturday last week. The highlight was the four-star over of the week in college football. That was in the Utah-Arizona Pac-12 battle. That one cashed. NFL totals did good last week as well. Our four-star over of the week was in the aforementioned Raiders and Chargers game. That one brought home the bacon. We finished the week on Monday night with a very easy three-star under winner in the Carolina-Tampa game, a game that was basically never in doubt in regards to the total, a nice under winner to close out that week of the NFL season. As we've talked about previously on the show today, we're liking the Buckeyes under Uh, We're using the Arizona-Seattle under as our official free play this week. But with that said, uh, Mark, you know, no against the spread podcast would be complete unless we got Speedy's two cents worth. Uh, After all, man's best friend is already five and one against the spread this season in his combined college and NFL plays. So uh, we'll let Speedy make the call and throw out an underdog that we like this week in the NFL And we're going to grab a piece of the Colts in the Sunday night game against uh, Houston. They're on the road in this AFC South battle. You can probably find a three and a hook out there. That would be three and a half in this particular game. And it applies in that division road dog system that we've talked about numerous times over the last few weeks. Uh, Of course, 51-27 since the start of the 2015 season for division road underdogs. And they also are uh, active in that 18-3-1 subset, that subset that's hit at 86%, and that is Division Road Dogs playing off a win. And, of course, the Colts are off a win. They did something last week that no team in the NFL has ever done. Number one, they played the week right after a London game. And number two, they won. They beat the Chicago Bears last week. So good for the Colts. We're going to grab a piece of the Colts in this game. We're going to make sure that we get three and a half or more. And we like the fact that they're, what, seven and one straight up and six, one and one the last seven games in this series. So Speedy's going to grab some underdog money on Sunday night for a dog that we like a lot this week in the NFL, Mark. Victor and Speedy like the underdog, if you will, the Indianapolis Colts when they take on Houston in that Sunday night football showdown game, looking for that division road dog situation when teams are off a win to continue its monster winning run. Also check out Victor's plays at playbook.com for all of your King Creole plays this weekend, whether it's college and pro football totals or sides, check it out at King Creole sports, Victor King at playbook.com. Before I get to my complimentary play on the football show this week, I want to remind our listeners once again that a 100% sign-up bonus is in effect over at our friends at MyBookie. All you need to do is 
Log on at mybookie.ag or give them a call toll-free. The number is 1-844-866-BETS. That's 1-844-866-2387. Mention the playbook and get a 100% sign-up bonus at mybookie just in time for this weekend's games. And talking about just in time for this weekend's games, my college football perfect system club play of the year is going to go this Saturday. We're documented 11-2-1 on this play since the inception of the Perfect System Club, which swept the board last week. You can pick it up online at playbook.com on a pay after you win or a prepaid basis with a 40% discount. Or better yet, join me for another $99 football weekend of winners for all of my college and NFL plays, including the College Football Perfect System Play of the Year this weekend. When you call me toll-free to get on board now at 1-800-321-7777. My complimentary play on the football card this week in college football is going to be on North Carolina State when they take on the Clemson Tigers this week. They're going to go into Death Valley this weekend, grab a boatload of points here. We like the fact that if you take a look inside the Midweek Alert statistical newsletter, you find NC State is winning the stats 163 yards a game this season. That's opposed to Clemson winning their stats 187 yards a game this season. NC State comes in with the number eight ranked defense in all of college football this year, allowing 280 yards a game. Their offense clicks at 443 yards a game. You put those next to Clemson's numbers here, and they look fairly similar, almost identical. Clemson averaging 471 yards of offense while allowing 284 yards of defense. A huge disparity between the stats and the line in this football game here. This is an NC State team that's won eight of the last 10 games when they've been a conference road dog of 15 or more points. We think it fits like a glove inside Clemson, who's covered the spread just once in their last six games as conference home favorites of 15 or more points. You put Florida State on deck for Clemson here, and given the fact that they've only covered the spread in four of their last 12 games before playing against Florida State, we'll grab up the boatload of points with NC State for our complimentary play on the football show this week. And that's going to put the final wraps on this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. We hope you've enjoyed the show. I want to thank our co-host Victor King from King Creole Sports, our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas, and our good friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Until next week, once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always.